Hello everyone, I am Jorge Madden and this is the first episode of the Playa Provides podcast. 2019 was my sixth burn. I came out of it with a lot of creative ideas and energy. One of them is to start this podcast where I hope that I can hear your stories and learn more about moments where you have been challenged um, at Burning Man or at the default world and have overcome those challenges or learned lessons or just experienced some amazing magic on this Playa motto that we all know, which is Playa Provides. So a couple of disclaimers, if you don't know what Burning Man is, you have never been to Burning Man or whatever it is, I don't want this to be your main source of information on what Burning Man is and the 10 principles are. So please go to burningman.org and check it out, see what it's all about and do some research. I'm sure you're going to appreciate it and enjoy it. And for the rest of you who are listening to this, uh, please contact me, uh, visit playaprovides.com or email playaprovidespodcast at gmail.com. If you have an interesting story that you want to share with us at the podcast, we can figure out if we can do an online interview, get together to record an episode, or if you want to write something and, and we can read it for everybody else. So we'll figure it out. Just get in touch with your Playa Provides stories and let's spread some positive messages and some joy and some interesting stories for our community. So without further ado, this is my first story for Playa Provides. I am Jorge Madden. I am a DJ and a musician and a creative person, a designer. I'm also a boat captain. After 2018, which was my fifth burn, I left the playa loaded with energy. I really, really felt that I wanted to create an art piece uh, the next year, which would have been now 2019, I had a very clear idea that I wanted to create an art piece which theme would be patience. I think patience is something that can fix most of the world's and personal problems. It's also one of the biggest gifts that you can give. When you are patient, you are gifting somebody your most valuable and finite asset, which is time. So. I started thinking about how to do it and I had some little ideas, but it took me more than I expected to get anything on paper and start the production and, you know, real life caught on to me. I started getting busy with work and I just decided to not do this art project for now. But I still had that itch about bringing something to playa, producing something, bringing, bringing something that I had built, something that I could be involved creatively and create an experience for the community. Around three months before the burn, a friend from Spain who had come at Camposanto together with me a couple of years ago, reaches out 
and says he's coming back to Burning Man and has a concept for an art car and he wants to make it happen and ask me what do you think about this? Like, do you think it's possible? So I, I, I'm very interested uh, as you know this is a little team that is going to be formed up very talented people are going to join in on the technical aspect uh, this guy has not only a vision and a design, but uh, has some experience in, in producing these kind of structures that are CNC cut wooden boards with a cool fractal design and it's backlit with some LED lights and it's going to look very cool. So I tell him, let's go 100%, let's do it. And we start working on it very quickly we buy a san francisco muni bus in an auction for a little bit over four thousand dollars great bus by the way it was in perfect shape serviced recently mechanically very sound so that was the structure for the bus and we start moving forward to create the project i tell them that I'm ready to give these next two months of my life, devote them to the project and get to work and go to Sacramento, California, where the bus is and start the production, uh, following their plans and their design and all that. But unfortunately, they have a very different vision and they want to come to the US 10 days before Burning Man and do all the construction there. I'm not very happy with that timeline. Uh, yeah, I'm always a little not pessimistic, but I tend to be realistic about uh, things that can go wrong, which are usually many of them. And I decide that I don't want to be involved in a massive construction project 10 days before Burning Man because I want to be ready myself and I want to help my camp and I want to enjoy Burning Man. And the way to do it, in my opinion, is do the preparation work with plenty of time so that you can show up to Playa ready. And, you know, it's still a lot of work to get yourself there and race a camp and bring all your all the things you need. But I'm not ready to just do everything in a rush and knowing that a lot of unexpected things could come up. So I still help them in the distance with some logistics. I, I try to procure them contacts for workers and a place to store the bus and a place to work at the bus and all these other little details. And that's it. I, the time goes by. Uh, I know that they are working very hard during those 10 days before the burn and I'm just a little skeptical about what will happen with the vehicle but soon enough on the Monday of Burning Man I go by Camposanto and there's the bus it is not finished yet they're still doing some building on it and they still need to do some paint and finish some connections but the main structure is there so that was pretty good. They actually made it happen uh, with the resources. I can tell by their faces they have been working their asses off and they're exhausted and they are 
living a different Burning Man by putting a lot of work in trying to make this experience happen, but it's great. So a couple of days later, on Wednesday, I come back and the bus is kind of ready. And they tell me that they would be very happy if I would join them to play some music uh, tonight and get our friends from our camps together on the car and just go for a rip around the playa and you know create a nice experience for everybody. I am obviously extremely excited, not only because uh, most of the people coming at the bus are my ex-camp mates from Camposanto who I love and love my music and we have had so many amazing magical moments playing music and dancing at Burning Man in the previous years. Also because I love playing music. It is the joy of my life. I love DJing and I produce music for Burning Man all year long and I had all these new tunes and all these new tools to create music and soundscapes for my friends and it was perfect. I couldn't hope for anything but that. So we meet later during the day. They still need to go through the DMV to show the night lights and get their final permit. So I tell them go to the DMV at sunset then rock by our camp, which is kind of on the other side of the of the city to where they are. And by that time we should be ready with the party that we have at our camp and we can hush everybody on the bus and then we can go. So they don't really arrive as early as I expected, but we are still at the camp, you know. It's around midnight and we're finishing our party and everything's good and they just rush into the camp and I feel kind of kidnapped because of the way everything is happening. It's going so quick. I jump on the bus with some of my friends and my wife and I feel a little naked because I don't have my backpack with all my drinks and my camelback and all my lights and all the supplies I usually carry uh, to go out on a night excursion but I figure out that I'm with my friends and my wife is there and she has picked up a bunch of stuff and we should be fine. So the bus gets going and they ask me to start playing music. So I uncover the decks or at least I go to the DJ booth and, and, and remove a piece of a fur that's covering the area where the decks would be to see that there's only a mixer no CD players no 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 music players only a mixer and I asked the boss of the bus it's like hey I would love to play some music but where are the decks did you not connect them like are they hiding somewhere like what's the deal and he tells me well we forgot them at our camp we left in a rush and we didn't bring them. And I asked them, well, why don't we go by your camp and pick them up? Because I cannot play music with this. And his answer is, well, can you, can you play on a laptop? And I say, well, 
I can play on my laptop, I don't know, like your laptop, what kind of setup do you have? Do you have a sound card, a controller, like what's happening? So he opens his laptop, uh, it, it doesn't really read my, my folder structure on my, on my USBs that is made for record box and he's using tractor and nothing is compatible and there's no controller and everything's a mess and I start getting a little stressed. They asked me to go back to my camp, which is a little nearer, and pick up my stuff, my laptop and my controller, see if I can play with that, which I'm not very happy about, but I still go and grab the laptop and my controller, and I come back and I try to plug it in, and I'm missing some cables, and I'm asking for help to connect to their sound system, and they're not really helping me, and in the end, I just start getting into very dark place because I'm being pressured to play music and the infrastructure to do that is not there and I get really frustrated because I didn't want anything more than play music for my friends there but I it, it couldn't happen with that and I just need to go I tell them that the bus looks great and I love what they're done but unfortunately uh, this is not going to happen for me tonight. I also start getting a little, you know, insecure because I just grab my backpack with my laptop and my passport and all my documents and all the, like, all everything that wasn't supposed to never leave my tent is on me in, on a bus in the middle of the playa and I just get very uncomfortable with that. So I decide to leave the bus and trying to arrange the technicalities to play music takes a, a, a pretty long while. While, while while that's happening there's a couple of whiteouts blackouts and you know there's not music there's no music on the bus but my friends from from my camp 17 virgins they're on the bus and they're just having a great time just laughing and enjoying the majestic view of the playa at night and the crazy whiteouts, blackouts. So, you know, I jump off the bus. I, I'm leaving. Nobody really understands what's happening. Like, I've been to some degree accused of being a princess, of not being able to play music with whatever is available. And I'm just trying to explain that what is available is not right to express myself and to have a good time and to make things proper and I don't want to just struggle and and not do it right. They're also saying that they cannot go by their camp because it's too late, which is ridiculous and gets me back to my point of patience. Like, when is it late in Burning Man? Like, you have a full week, day and night, to be present in the moment and enjoy yourself and do stuff and these missions just come up like if you forget something and you need to cross the entire city to pick it up that's what you do and that's part of the whole experience and all the little things that happen during the way that's that's the magic of it all anyway um flash forward we get back to the camp. I'm in a very dark place while we're walking. I'm really, really sad this didn't work out and I was accused to all these things uh, as if I didn't really want to do it. 
And that's what my first player provides moment kind of comes up. Um, we sometimes get caught up in all these bad things that happen to us or bad experiences, bad moments, bad feelings we have. And we only need to look around us to our beautiful community and our friends around us and reach out to them or just get closer to them. You don't even need to explain what's going wrong with you. Just get closer to your friends, get out of your bubble. While we were walking back, you know, we just had so many laughs. Like there were so many jokes from Benji, from Avery, Christine, like I started feeling better immediately. As soon as I removed myself from that situation that was taking me down and we were walking back with these beautiful, bright souls, like I started feeling good right away. We get to the camp and I go to my tent and put away my backpack with all my documents and important stuff. And I um, just need a minute. I don't feel that I want to go back out again. I am still a little shaky about everything that has happened. That's this kind of unfortunate kidnapping. And suddenly I start hearing this beautiful music coming from, coming from our speakeasy next door. And it's Julian Prince is playing and he just has these two tracks that are unbelievably beautiful and that is my second moment where music really took me out of this negative mindset and made me realize that I had to go out there and interact and go find more experiences with my friends. So a couple of days later, uh, not that this was uh, on a Wednesday night, so that was on Friday morning, I go back to Camposanto to try to find the people of the bus and try to fix the situation. And, you know, we had a, some kind of slightly heat up uh, conversations because, you know, people got their feelings hurt a little bit by the fact that that didn't work out. And I had a very good heart-to-heart -heart with my friend Mafi, who didn't need any of the details of what happened. Like she just told me that she had seen me and that she understood right away that we had been kind of removed from our camp in a weird rush way and she, just understood that things were not right to do anything on that moment. So that made me feel a little better. I talked to Fernandisco again, my good friend Fernandisco, who was very upset that 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 music experience didn't happen that night. And we fixed everything. And, you know, we were in, in good terms again. Uh, I got to see my friends, everybody just agreed that everything had been a, a little bit of a confusion and no feelings were hurt and we all love each other and we were good to go. So on Friday night, uh, we go party and we are just going up and down all over Burning Man. And around 4 a.m. 
uh, we need to go back to our Camp 17 Virgins to gather all our uh, materials for a yearly tradition, which is, well, we give it the nickname of the zombie barbecue. We bring our barbecue and food and water to uh, the deep playa uh, near a robot heart for Lee Burgess sunrise set. And we cook a thousand hot dogs for everybody who's there. Yeah, we call it the zombie barbecue joking because some people had actually been there maybe without food or sleep for four days. And it's kind of funny to give them maybe their first bite to eat in a couple of days. And everybody's so appreciative. It's such a blast to to create that experience we are wear wear our hot dog hats and hot dog costumes and and we have like a massive line to get the hot dogs and it's just so much fun come next year <laughs> to robot heart for leverages sunrise set on saturday morning so the night from friday to saturday and and find the hot dog crew uh, it's always a blast so on the way back from that to our camp, we stopped by Bubbles and Base Camp and the music is just out of this world. I don't know who's playing, but it is so beautiful. Uh, there's this amazing sense of community and love and joy and interaction. I, connect with a bunch of new friends and I go to the DJ to ask who are you and what is this, <laughs> what's happening here? So uh, Marquez Wyatt is playing that set and he's just giving us one of the nicest mornings ever. I need to go back to the camp to start taking apart some of our structures we build this massive portal and, you know, the speakeasy bar and we need to start kind of breaking the camp apart so that we can just be out of Burning Man by Sunday. So I start walking back to my bike and while I'm walking to the bike, I start hearing this song play. I'd heard that shit a million times. I ain't gonna play no more of my shit. I tell you what, fuck that. I wanted somebody to give me a CD or a vinyl or some talent from right here. Fuck the rest of the world. Fuck these motherfuckers. I need something from right here. From right here. What you, what you got, a cassette? Damn, you got a cassette? I ain't got no cassette. What you got, baby? He want to hear something. He wants some Edwards. He wants some sheep. I want to play this motherfucker some sheep right here. And right, what I got in my hand right here, I got, damn, mysteries of the world, okay, okay. So this is a song by Oliver Dollar called Doing Your Thing. It uses some lyrics uh, from a um, DJ set from Moody Man, where he's, this is actually Moody Man on, on a mic, just talking to people and messing with them and having fun and and he's actually asking for people to to give him some some vinyls or CDs to play because he's tired of his music and he wants to hear somebody else's music. But the fun thing is how I interpreted those lyrics while I was walking away. Like I was hearing 
this guy super motivated, wanting to play music, and he was asking for some vinyl decks or some CD players or just give me something. Like, what do you have? A cassette? No, I cannot play with a cassette. Like, give me something real where I can play music and get this party going and express myself. And I heard those words and that story built up in my head and that made me so happy gave me so much joy felt me made me feel that i wasn't alone in the situation where you were asked to play music but there was nothing to play with and you know like he's like this guy's voice he's like he's just having fun he's not getting upset or annoyed he's just he's just like laughing about the whole situation and that that was kind of a close circle moment for me thinking well take it easy you know it wasn't that bad these things happen all the time so if you're creating a platform for artists to express themselves and create experiences make sure that the platform is there make it super easy and accessible give the artists all the tools they may need and in this case it wasn't that hard it's just two music players and a mixer connected to some speakers that's it that's all we need anywho i go back to the camp i am having i'm wearing the biggest smile i've had in all week this has been a great little cherry on top and when i'm coming back i have a vision i still have one last box to tick while i'm at burning man and that is to play at that art car and make it all right, make sure that everything is there. If they need my help to make it right, I need to go there, make sure that everything works in advance and put some more work and energy in making this happen. I also want my DJ mates from my camp to come on the art car and play some tunes because that's a big thing for DJs at Burning Man. It is a, it is a beautiful thing to be able to jump on an art car and play some music for our friends. So I know that's what's going to happen and what needs to happen and a little more synchronicity and, and good vibes related to all this. While we are taking apart our tent, Fernandisco comes by our camp, picks me up and asks me to come to Pink Mammoth for a minute. I go to Pink Mammoth and there's uh, Miguel and Adela who are working on the technical part of the bus and they didn't really understand what had happened on the on that first Wednesday night but we all have another heart-to-heart -heart and they tell me that everything has been working that they have been out with other DJs that the decks are in place that the bus is ready for us and I explained that I would really like to meet with them to go see the burn and bring my camp mates and see the burn from the car and and make all this happen and we we meet uh, we have a meeting point where the art card is supposed to be right before the burn and that's where we're all we're gonna go and it happens we just make it happen they find this awesome spot with a great view of the man right behind the space shuttle where, where we met Sabrina who is one of my best friends and who's the link of us being at 17 virgins this 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 year and uh, it's just kind of magical and wonderful that all these little things are getting together. 
Keith and uh, Josh play some music before the burn, uh, while the man is burning. I can see the joy in their faces. All my friends from the camp are there and having a blast. It's such a blissful moment. And finally, I get on the decks and I start playing on that art car and the sound is amazing and my friends are dancing with me and it's just a moment of pure joy and bliss that we made happen. Everything worked out. Things are usually not perfect from the get-go. You know, there needs to be a lot of communication and understanding and will to help others to make things happen. Selfishness doesn't take you too far. Community and being part of something bigger and helping others, that is a complete different experience. That gets you real far. That's how great experiences are built. That's how magic can be done. That's it for my first story. I hope you found it interesting and amusing and there's anything that you can take out of it to bring to your world and I hope it brings some positivity and joy to your day. So thank you very much for spending some time with me. If you have some Playa Provide magic stories that you want to share, please go to playaprovides.com or email me at playaprovidespodcast at gmail.com and get in touch and let's figure out if we can record it together or how, how we do this to put them up and spread the message, share our stories and build a little community of joy and positivity. So that's it for now. Stand by for more magic stories very soon. And remember, everything about Burning Man sucks, except Burning Man.